You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we attract and create healthy relationships by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's have some fun together. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am Kristen Brown, and today I want to talk to you guys about seven powerful ways to create radical change in your new year. The first thing is to take radical responsibility for your life. It's about taking responsibility for your actions and what you contribute to a situation. We can sit and blame all day long. And believe me, the ego loves that. It loves to point the finger outward and say, look at what this person did to me and how wrong they are. And I'm such a victim and this is so terrible. But the problem with that is nothing changes. We never have the power to control anybody else or to change anybody else. The only thing that we can control is ourselves. And when we take radical responsibility for our lives, what we're doing is taking the focus off of what we cannot control or change and we're putting it on the only thing that we can control and change, and that is ourselves. Anytime something happens in our life that we don't like, we're being treated incorrectly or poorly from somebody, we're having people cheating on us, we are dealing with an alcoholic or someone who's an addict, you know, sometimes it's very clear that it is that person that has the outward problem. But really, we can't do anything about what they're doing. We can only change ourselves and alter our own behavior. So the questions become, what am I doing to contribute to this problem? How am I self-sabotaging or sabotaging the healing of this situation by being stuck in a story or blaming the other person? How could I handle myself differently? Or what can I do, what can I change or control that can help alter or fix this situation? Anytime something happens to us, taking radical responsibility means saying, okay, I see this, I don't like this, what can I do? And then it's about awareness. Awareness is key, you guys. When we take the focus off of other people's behavior and put it on our own, that's empowerment. Because yes, this is happening to us, but I can respond to this in a higher way or a more empowered way. So we take the focus off of them and put it on ourselves. I know this is a difficult one. Many people fight this because they're like, well, it's obvious that they're doing the wrong thing. Well, sure, what they might be doing might be very overt. It's out there. It's obvious. It's in your face. It could be even aggressive. Those type of behaviors are very easy to spot. And what you could be doing might be covert. It might be being too passive. It might be being a people pleaser. It might be allowing things to go or allowing things to be swept under the rug or ignoring, denying what people are doing to you. It could be any type of behavior that you have is contributing to the entire equation. And the only power we have 
is to control ourselves. So when we take a moment and take inventory and ask ourselves, what can I do? I started practicing this and it felt absolutely freeing. It was like, I feel free knowing that I can actually do something because there's a lot of situations that we feel powerless in because of the way our person is acting. And no matter what we've said or done, nothing is changing. We gain so much personal power and self-worth. We feed our worthiness cup when we say, okay, I see what's happening. What can I do? I am happy to know that I have the power to do something to alter this equation. All I have to do is consult my own behavior, how I might be contributing, and then form a higher path. Do I need to set a boundary? Do I need to speak up? Do I need to not engage when that person is yelling? Whatever it might be, ask yourself, how can I go higher in this situation? And the second thing that we can do that can create radical change in our new year is to find comfort in discomfort. This is a big one. I'm going to say that about all these, you guys. Because when we begin to make changes in our life, when we decide to choose a better perception or higher behavior, we start speaking up for ourselves or setting boundaries, it is going to feel different. It's going to feel awkward and it's going to feel uncomfortable. Because anytime we make a change, it's out of our norm, it's out of our habit. It's out of our pattern. So it isn't going to feel normal to us. It's going to feel unfamiliar and uncomfortable. One of my favorite mentors, mentors, Dr. Joe Dispenza says, and I'm paraphrasing here, but when we choose to do something different, when we choose a different behavior, it's going to feel unfamiliar outside our habitual, habitual way of acting. And when something is familiar, it is uncomfortable. And it tends to make us want to go back to what's familiar. This is why we need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And let me tell you guys, again, there's something so freeing about that. When we, when at first when we're uncomfortable, we're not used to it. But just like anybody, anything else, you're going to break it in. You break in a new pair of jeans. You break in a new pair of shoes. And it starts to feel comfortable. So there is a way to get comfortable in the discomfort because we get used to it. Oh, I'm uncomfortable right now. That means I'm growing. Yeah, this feels a little icky, but I know it's right, so I'm going to stay in it. And at first, it's going to make us want to retreat back to what's familiar, but eventually you're going to go, ooh, I'm uncomfortable. This is good. This means something awesome is happening right here. There's some change that's happening. I'm changing a habit or a pattern in my life, and I'm really super proud of myself. So the second way that we can create radical change in our life in the new year is to find comfort in being uncomfortable. And the third item is learn to act from your higher self versus your lower self. Okay, again, you guys, we have an ego and we have a spirit. We have our God self and we have our ego self. We have our the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the others. You guys get the picture. We have a higher self and we have a lower self. Now, the ego tends to be afraid. It wants to keep us small. It wants to keep us stuck. It wants to keep us in familiar zone. The ego does not like light. The ego is the darkness. And we have these poles in our psyche. 
But the problem is oftentimes we get into the ego mindset where we want, we, we're just, the ego is loud, you guys. The ego is loud. It's going to shout at you. It's fearful. It's going to do anything it can to sabotage you. The spirit is quiet. It's a whisper. It's a nudge and it's neutral sounding. So oftentimes what do we do? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. You're going to listen to the ego first over your spirit because it's louder. So the point is to get quiet and to ask yourself, am I acting in fear or am I acting from a space of love? Am I acting from my lower self or am I acting from my higher self? How can I go higher in this situation? Oftentimes when we change ourselves from our lower self to our higher self, we are going to see so much radical change in our life because for one, that promotes other people to do the same, but it also changes our relationships because we show up in a gentler, softer, and wiser way, which completely brings a different experience to the people that we are dealing with. And a lot of times people respond better to our spirit than they do to our ego. And it's a great way to create radical change in your new year. And the fourth item is to ask for help. We are not alone in this big world. We think that we are. We think we have to do everything ourselves. And a lot of people feel that they're, that they're a burden if they ask somebody for help or that they feel stupid if they need help. There's something, again, so powerfully freeing by saying, I need help or I don't know this answer, or can you help me? And it's another way that, it's another thing that we need to get comfortable in the discomfort. If we're not used to asking for help, it's going to feel freaking weird. It's going to feel unfamiliar, and it's, you're going to feel like it's wrong because it doesn't feel familiar to you. Asking for help, what does that do for us? It brings new perceptions and ideas to our situation. Whatever the issue might be, if you're trying to bake a cake and the cake's not going right, it's not rising right, and you ask someone who's an amazing baker, what do you do? And they give you this tiny little tweak. Oh, just do this. You have asked for help. You changed your perception. You adopted and implemented something new into your life and boom. But you got to get past the ego for that. You can't say to yourself, oh, well, she knows more than me or he knows more than me or they're going to think I'm stupid. It's about humility. It's about saying, I can't possibly know it all and I need help sometimes. And sometimes that help is going to come through people and sometimes that help is going to come from God. The point is to be willing to ask. I was one of those people that thought God was only available when you know I needed extreme help. I didn't realize that I could connect with spirit, God, source, universe. I call it all kinds of things. Every time I needed that it was 24-7-365, that God was omnipresent. God is not human. It doesn't have a human mind. So it's not thinking, well, I don't have time for you right now. God is omnipresent. Ask for help and then be aware of the signs that come your way. You could get your answer through another person. You could get your answer from a billboard. You could get your answer from a book. But when you open your heart, that's the key here, is to open your heart to new perceptions and ideas. I need help. I am stuck. I don't know what to do. You are inviting spirit into your life. That is what our free will is. If we ask spirit to come in, spirit will come. If we say don't come in, spirit won't come. 
So we ask for help and then we're open to new ideas and perceptions that can help change our life. One of my favorite things is when I ask God for help, when I say, I really don't know what to do here, and I let go and my answer comes, it's so exciting. I feel like jumping up and down and clapping because it's like, oh my God, why didn't I think of that? Well, I didn't think of it because I'm only one perception. I'm only one mind. I only have the knowledge that I have. So when I ask God for help and I get this just amazing, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? I'm super excited. And it makes me want to do it more. It makes me want to talk to God all day long, every day. And maybe this will be your experience too. Maybe once you start getting your answers and you're like, holy wow, this is amazing. This is great. Or I'm going to try that. This 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 rings true in my heart and my soul. I'm going to try that and see what happens. And when that does start to happen, you're going to go, wow, this is amazing. Again, ask people for help. Ask God for help. You don't have to do it alone. We are all here together to help each other. We're all spirits. We are a collective consciousness and we are one. And the fifth thing I want to talk to you guys about is to slow your roll. Slow down. I know I wrote this about this in my book and I actually wrote S L O O O O O W <laughs> down. Slow down. We are always, a lot of us, okay, I can't speak for everybody, in a mad, stinking rush to get to point B. We're here and we want to be there and we're going to try to control and manipulate and, and do everything we can possibly do to get to where we want to be. But the problem is a lot of times our rushing, our hastiness, our need to control muddies the waters of what spirit is trying to bring us. But when we slow down and we open our heart and our mind to new perceptions and we go, I'm going to take it easy. I am going to be happy now in this process. It's fascinating of how things start to line up for us because we're not mucking it up. We're not, you know, we're heading one direction, led down a nice path and we go, oh, better, I better do this. I got to control. I got to go over here. I got to, and then boop we're off track and then spirit's got to work to get us back on track again so slow down open your heart and mind meditate meditation is one of the most brilliant things ever I gotta tell you when I'm on a good meditation practice my life is just different that's why I made it a whole chapter in my book it things are clearer I'm more open to perceptions I'm calmer and I respond better to everything in my life people and situations slow down slow down. Let life unfold. Yes. Yes. There are things that we do need to show up for and manually do from our human self. We do need to show up in life, but there's sometimes that we just need to slow down and be present. You're missing your life by rushing, guys. You're trying so hard to get to A to B. You're missing all the good stuff. Slow down. Pet your dog. Smell the flowers. Be present with your child when they're talking to you. Have great conversations. Allow things to unfold because they will. The sixth thing I want to talk to you guys about is choosing victory over victimhood. Holy moly, you guys. I'm sure you've been through a lot. In fact, when I said that, my eyes teared up because I can feel, I know what I've been through. And and we're, none of us are immune. There's a lot of crappy stuff that happens to us in life. And it's not fair. It's not fair. And it is crappy and it is 
something, it's defeated us sometimes and it's brought us to our knees and it's given us depression and it's made us sad and it's made us want to curl up into a ball on the couch and never leave. I understand we have these things in our life, but we do have power. We think we're powerless over things. Sometimes our power is in our mind. It's in our thoughts and it's in our perceptions. And it is choosing victory over victimhood every time. And what that means is when we are down, when we have been knocked down, when we, we have been treated wrong, when, when people have done horrible things to us, this is about going, you know what? This really sucks. I hate this. This was terrible. And I am not going to let this define me. I am stronger than this. I'm going to find a way out. Victimhood is just another name for pity party. It's sitting around and telling your story over and over again. It's feeling sorry for yourself. It's it's wanting it's subconsciously wanting somebody to fix it for us as well sometimes. It's like, you know, go out and and take care of this for us, but they can't. There's so much of our life that is about us. Yes, our people can look out for us and they can protect us, but the true healing and change happens in our lives when we declare victory over victimhood. In one of the hardest points of my life, I was at the absolute lowest of lows. I was at bottom. I remember thinking, well, it can't get any worse than this, I'm at bottom. And what I mean, it can get worse. There's people that had other situations. But for my particular life, my heart at that time, it felt like it could not get any worse. It was, I was at my depths of despair. I thought I would never recover from my situation. And in that moment, I called bullshit. I called bullshit. I said, this is not okay. I am not going to let the behavior of somebody else define my life. I'm going to take my life back. And not only that, I'm going to make it bigger and better than it ever was before. I'm going to have everything that I've always wanted. And I slowly, with the help of God, moved my way through my life. I got out of my hole and then I got up on the land and then I started walking. And it got easier and the pastures got greener and pretty soon I landed in a pretty good place And I got out of that hole and life began to change. And it all happened because I I chose victory over victimhood. Now there's some things that we do need help with. There's some times that we can't do it on our own and we do need to hire a therapist, somebody that could help us work through this. And that's okay because just the mere fact of hiring that therapist, you know what that is, you guys? That's choosing victory. Even though you might need help, in getting there, which we just talked about, ask for help, go seek help. But saying, you know what, I think I need therapy, that's choosing victory. That's you wanting to heal and wanting to move forward. And I just also want to end this this one with a little shout out to anybody who has ever been knocked to the to their knees, to the ground, face in the dirt with a boot heel smashing your face down. If you've been there, if you've been at rock bottom and you have pulled yourself out, I want to give you the biggest hug, the biggest high 10 there is in the world, hip bump, belly bump, go you. Because I know that that takes a lot to muster up and I know the time it takes to heal that and the courage and the faith it takes to keep moving forward when things look like they're just not going to get any better. Choose victory over victimhood, you guys. Get your life back. And the seventh 
but definitely not the least way to create powerful change in your life in the new year is to practice self-care. So many of us are people pleasers and we spend our whole life doing for everybody else. Everybody else is ahead of us. We don't get the sleep we need. We don't exercise like we need. We don't drink enough water. We're rushing. We're nervous. We're drinking too much. You name it, you guys. We're distracting. We're shopping. We're doing anything we can to try to feel better. But what we're really not doing is caring for ourselves. Think about the way you care for a child. You feed them proper nutrition. You put them to bed on time. You give them attention, affection, approval, guidance, and spirituality. You care for them. You help them through difficult times. You bathe them. You caress them. You hold them. You care for them. And when we were young, we had others doing this for us. And it's, but we forget to do it for ourselves because life gets to us. Things happen to us and we believe we have to seek outside of ourselves. So we make it our goal to make sure that everybody likes us and everybody else is cared for. So nobody can possibly make us feel less than we already feel. But the problem is we're doing that to ourselves. And it's super, super important that we take care of ourselves in whatever way that looks for you. For me, it's about hiking. I need to get into nature, be by myself, maybe walk with my dog or a good friend. Sometimes it's taking a bath. Sometimes I just need to warm my body and meditate in the bathtub. Sometimes it's spending time with a friend, someone who I have really deep and meaningful conversations with. That's self-care to me. But I can't mention self-care without telling, without mentioning the fact that you might think that self-care is selfish. This is a common, common thing because that's what we do when we're recovering doormats and people pleasers. We think, oh, I can't, I can't possibly take care of myself because my job is to take care of everybody else. But the problem with that is, is that we show up only a portion of the person that we actually are when we are not caring for ourselves. We need to rest and rejuvenate. The great Ianla Van Zant says, it is not selfish to take care of yourself. It is self-full. Oh, I love that. It's the opposite of selfish. You are filling you up. You are taking care of yourself. And a lot of times people go, well, what, what if others see it as selfish? What if they start getting upset with me? Well, that's about self-care too. It's about boundaries and saying, I, yeah, because that could happen. They could be used to you doing for them. And then when you start doing for you, they don't know what to do with themselves because they can't control or manipulate you anymore. But self-care is going to be about setting boundaries and saying, this is what I need to take care of me. And I will get back to you because you are important to me and I love you. But I need to take care of me first. And here's one of my favorite things about self-care. Everybody survives. All these people that I thought I had to please and take care of, guess what happens? They survive. They make it through my bath. They make it through my hike. They make it through my coffee date with my friend. And guess what? I show up better and more full because of it. And because I show up that way, I am better able to teach them. I'm thinking of children right now. Well, actually spouses too. My time away from them actually teaches them to do for themselves 
rather than be dependent on me. So it's actually a win-win because in the case of children, we are teaching our children to be high-functioning adults. When we take time for ourselves, that's one of the amazing byproducts of it is that our children get to learn to do for themselves. Now, if it's in the case with a friend or a spouse or a sibling or a parent, what we're doing is we tend to stop enabling when we take care of ourselves because we make ourselves a priority because a lot of people-pleasing includes enabling. And so when we start to choose what we need, what's important for us, or what we prefer, or what is going to make us happy, that tends to take the enabling off the table, or at least decrease it by a lot. So in essence, self-care is for everybody involved. They get a better version of us. We're more rested and rejuvenated and show up a better version of ourselves. We teach people that we are important as well, and we stop enabling. It's a win-win across the board. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. That is seven powerful ways to create radical change in your new year. And I hope this episode resonated with you guys. This truly is for me how we create change in our lives. It's a change in perception that sends us in a better direction. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe and share. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, you can give a big thanks by leaving a five-star rating and review. If you'd like some private one-on-one coaching with me, visit sweetempowerment.com, click the Work With Me tab, and follow the prompts. Thanks for listening, everyone. Now go love yourself. Wow.